BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV, and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off-limits. Today we're talking to my husband, Timmy. A lot of you guys may recognize his voice a lot from my social media. We met in New York City and we tell you all about how we met, how we've become parents, and how we're maintaining a healthy relationship. So here's Timmy. Hello. Timmy and I have been married for three years, but we've actually known each other for 11 years, which we just figured out literally two seconds ago, I had to ask him. We met, well, first of all, say hi. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) You are going to be hearing a lot from Timmy. He will be a recurring guest. He is the most prominent human being in my life. Thank you. And is very, very important. And I think you guys will all learn a lot from him. Maybe you should describe how I look. For the people who are listening. Okay, well, I'll give you a little insight into how he looks today, what are, particularly. Yeah, what am I um, he has a really cute charcoal short sleeve t shirt on. His beard is actually a perfect length right now. His hair is looking good too. He said it and forget it with his baseball hat, which is something that he should teach you guys about. That's when your hair is wet and then you put a hat on and you set it and forget it. Yeah, exactly. And um, he looks really handsome, Thank per you. usual. Your Thanks. eyes look very green today as well. There's a lot of light in here. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys have that visual now. Daydream it up. We met 11 years ago when we were filming The City, which was the spinoff. Nope. Oh, shoot. No. I'm already wrong? Yeah. Do your research. No. We met at Ben Lyons, one of his best friend's birthday dinners. Yeah, how could I even forget that? Maybe Sorry. because you don't care. No, I... You do care. I, very deeply. Okay, me But too. I met him at a dinner. We were sitting on opposite ends of the dinner table, 
And he was, I mean, little did I know he was trying to impress me, but I remember him talking a lot about reality TV, specifically Mm -hmm. the challenge, Mm -hmm. which we both loved, even though I don't even think you knew that I loved it at the time. And I remember thinking he was really funny and thinking, gosh, um, I think I really like this guy. And then at the end of the meal, he got on his bicycle, which was something like very new and different for me, for men to be riding bicycles in New York City. And and drove off. And I said to my best friend, Andrea, I said, oh my God, Andrea, I, I think I'm really into this guy. I didn't really share any conversation with you personally. It was just like that love at first sight thing, right? Yeah. I remember that night very well. You were wearing a white dress of some sort. Really? I yeah. don't even remember what I was wearing. And I usually do. Well, it's, you know. Was it a long dress, short dress, tight it was um, medium bodycon. <laughs> Showed off in the right places, yeah, yeah. but not too much. Right, because you're a conservative. Yeah, I mean, you think my shirt is on backwards, right? I'm wearing literally like the most unappealing <laughs> shirt right now. I, it's it is, appealing. It's like cropped, but super boxy. Um, anyways. Anyway, so yeah, I ha- have to admit, I, I was a fan of The Hills, and I had a crush on you from watching the show, and then... I found out you were going to be, uh, as uh, my friend said at our wedding during his speech, um, I'm probably the only stalker who ended up marrying his victim. (laughs) Um, Embarrassing for you. More embarrassing for you. Yeah, maybe. I'm so desperate. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, yeah, you you walked in and I knew you were going to be there and I was very excited and I purposely... Did not talk to you. Like, I, I tried to play it as cool as I could, and I was trying to be a little extra, like, loud and funnier than maybe I normally would have been. So you would have noticed across the room, and I guess it worked out, like, exactly as I planned. And then I got on my bike, and I rode off, and then I, I circled back to, to for one last, like, impression. But I, did I see you circle back? Because yeah. I feel like I would have thought that was weird. Did you like pr- forget to leave something at the restaurant? Or no, something? I think like I think like I got like I got out the door first, and I got on my bike, and I could have just you know like rode off. But I wanted you to see me one more time, so like I circled <laughs> back and pretended like I needed to like say something to Sophia or someone who was there, right? And you know made made a Make little a eye lag. contact, <laughs> a last impression, a lack of impression. I always want to make a laugh out of Because that's how you know if the girls like you or not. I'm already starting to cry. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... You're going to cry. You're going to laugh. You're going to fart every episode. (laughs) You're going to fart every episode, Mr. IBS. Mm. Okay, so... Is that a topic we're going to talk about? uh, Perhaps. We could get get another lactate deal. So we met there originally but then through a friend you ended up getting a job on the show did you ask our mutual friend to get a job on the show or how did that happen exactly yeah so it it was the same friend Sophia who brought you to that dinner and um, at the time I really wanted to transition from I was working in TV production in uh, post in the edit and I wanted to transfer to the field and the hills was coming to New York and there weren't a lot of like reality shows filming in New York at the time. So I really wanted that job. And so she also uh, helped me get a job on that show. And 
I really I remember how important getting that job was to me. Like not just because I knew I wanted to be around you more, but just I thought it would be important for my career. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, if I hadn't gotten that job, I don't know what my life would look like right now. Like everything would be completely, completely different. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have met or gotten married or have Sunny. Sunny wouldn't be born. Yeah. I wouldn't be sitting here. Well, I'd probably still be here recording a podcast, but yeah, like a totally course. different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> So that's cool. So we worked on the city together. So I got, yeah, I got the job. Yeah. And I think I, I stuck with my strategy of trying to ignore you. Um, mm-hmm. He did a good job of it. I, I thought he was like pretty shy and quiet. I mean, I knew the crew loved him. Like I knew that he was super funny, but I didn't really ever get the sense that he was like interested in me. I actually got his phone number first because I think I pretended to need something from you, Mm -hmm. like pretended to have a location question or something. And I got your phone number and I got your BBM pin and casually started talking about work stuff, which then quickly transitioned into favorite music, like most embarrassing music we had on our phones at the time. Oh, remember? I do remember I don't know that. who asked I, that I, question, but that was like our first foray into talking about something other than work. Do you remember what was the most embarrassing it was for you? Lindsay Lohan's whatever her song was at the time uh-huh. and Paris Hilton Stars Are Blind. For me. So okay. That was mine. Yeah. You're taking mine. Yeah. yeah. Paris okay. Hilton Stars Are Blind. That was on mine. Which is a jam. I think the Lindsay Lohan song is a jam too. Wait, how does that one go? The Lindsay Lohan one? Maybe we can play it. Okay. We'll have to contact Maybe I can Lindsay. ask her for my theme song. Yeah, so we started working together a lot and The thing about reality TV is you actually get just as close with the crew as you do with the actual cast members. You're with them almost more because for me, I was filming so much. I was with various cast members, but I was always with the same crew. So you get really, really close with them like camp, like summer camp. And Timmy and I got really, really close and started developing this relationship like through our phones really like no one I don't think ever knew that we were as close as we were but we started like telling each other we liked each other and then had all these internal conflicts because he was a producer I was on the show it wasn't necessarily the right thing to do to cross those boundaries. And Timmy never did. He was a very respectful person. So it came to a point where we were like, we have to kind of cut this off. Like we have to not talk as much anymore. And we each then started other relationships. And then the show got canceled. I moved back to Los Angeles, dated this other Canadian dude for a while that wasn't meant to be. And then that relationship ended. I remember being like, you know what? I'm heartbroken at the time, but I really feel like I'm meant to be with Timmy. So I Didn't called, you tell? Yeah, I called my mom and dad right away and was like, well, now I can finally be with Timmy. What a, what a sweet story. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to talk about we're sort of casually dating and then I got drunk that one time and forced yeah. you to date me? Yeah. So I was in this phase where I was like not ready to settle down yet. Like this guy, 
had just broken up with me and I was like, I know that if I start dating Timmy, that that's going to be it for me. So I need to like, you were like texting with Leonardo DiCaprio and like you wanted to see where that could have gone before you settled down with a guy who thought you were going to marry. A hundred percent. Exactly. So I was (laughs) kind of like leaving you hanging all the time, kind of just messing around with you, playing with you, like seeing you, but then being like, I can't do this. And it was just not really very respectful. No. Well, it just like after all the buildup, you know, to go so casual when we finally could be together was confusing. So. So one night when I was in New York City visiting you, we were going to dinner and I showed up to sushi and Timmy had obviously been there drinking for a little bit. He needed some liquid courage because he sat down with me and told me basically like, this is it. Like either you are my girlfriend leaving here tonight or we're over. Mm-hmm. Like I can't wait around Mm-mm. anymore. No, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to wait. And I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't know if I was ready, but I knew a hundred percent that I wasn't ready to lose Timmy. Right. So we just got right into it. And Mm -hmm. that was the beginning of our now seven years being together, four years together before we got married and then three years married, married. Right. Yeah. So then we dated long distance for six months, not to bore you with all the gory details, but we dated long distance for six months. And then Timmy decided to move to Los Angeles and he moved in with my two younger sisters and I, and we lived in a house in Marina Del Rey for like a year and a half together. And I thought, as well as my family thought that this guy is a true winner if he's like willing to move in with three girls, three sisters right away. Yeah. I mean, we hadn't even dated in the same city and now we were living together with your sisters. Yeah. But I didn't really think I didn't really think anything of it. I guess the whole kind of experience was a big uh, like leap for me, just moving from New York to LA, starting a new job, dating you. Like all of it was kind of just like one big leap of faith that I took, and um, not like one single part of it seemed crazier than the next. And then like your sisters were amazing and really welcoming, and we had so much fun living there. Like it really wasn't a problem at all. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Like I couldn't walk around in my boxer shorts or whatever. Like who cares? So you don't really do that anyways. Timmy, as soon as he wakes up in the morning, gets dressed. Isn't that crazy, you guys? (laughs) (laughs) I also brush my teeth. He does. (laughs) He he wakes up like within five seconds, goes straight to the bathroom, brushes his teeth, and is in clothes within like five minutes of opening his eyes. Yeah, I'm ready to Take on the day. Take he, on like, the day. He can't even go into Sonny's room without having clothes on and brushing his teeth. Yeah, because once I get in there, there's lots to be done. And I need to make sure I've taken care of myself and then... Before you take care of someone else. That's right, you know? Put your airbag on before... Wait, no, what's the saying in the airplanes? Yeah, it's put your airbag on before. <laughs> Don't forget. So put your airbag no, on. No, you put your face mask on yourself before the helpless kid next to you. Timmy moved to LA and we actually had heard before um, that my dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer, kidney cancer. And it was not the life that obviously I thought I was going to have to live. And then especially I felt responsible for Timmy's happiness and all the responsibility for my emotions that he was about to endure. 
tell us a little bit about what that was like for you moving here and having that shock of your life not being what you thought it was necessarily going to be. I had made a couple trips out before I moved for like different hospital visits. Your dad had already been diagnosed Mm -hmm. and I was spending more and more time out here to be with you. And then I moved. So I I knew what was going on. I mean, we didn't know what was going to happen with your dad. And it was it was hard. But at the same time, I felt useful. You know what I mean? Like I felt good. I felt happy to be there for you and and be able to support you and and your family. Um, It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go out to LA and everything's going to be perfect. And then like this big bomb hit, even though I guess it kind of was like that, but that wasn't really my attitude. It was more like, you know, I'm committed to this person and this is, this is a part of life and you just have to move forward, move Mm -hmm. through it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that because of the timing, the first couple of years after my dad passed away, I always felt a lot of guilt and then therefore insecurity sometimes about our relationship because I felt like I was this burden that you didn't necessarily like sign up for, even though you did, but that was out of your control. So I, I feel like a lot of our fights were stemming from this insecurity of mine. I think you changed a lot throughout those years I think that first year when we were going to the hospital like we were too in it to like to do anything but deal with what was on our plate and then totally and I didn't even really think he was dying until a couple weeks before he was actually dying right like I don't know if that was because I was in denial or it was we just always had hope and like Mm -hmm. our whole thing was you know let's not let's not get upset until Mm-hmm. Until we have to, until mm-hmm. the last second that we have to. Um, but, you know, throughout that year, I think we were just like, I don't think we really fought that much. I think it was just like we got to deal with what we got to deal with. Mm-hmm. And then I think it, the years after, as you were processing the grief, is when I think what you're talking about sort of bubbled up to the surface a little bit more. I think you'd always been and still are and even were in that time like a happy fun to be around person but you were also dealing with a major loss and it's not that you weren't fun all the time but sometimes you know you were you were upset and like I don't think you realize that that's what I like I signed up for all of it you know so I wasn't upset at those times um and there was like there was I had never dealt with death before so I didn't know how you were supposed to deal with it so there was no expectations of on, on my part for you to like snap out of it one day. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just something we had to learn uh, how to kind of fold into our relationship, you know? Yeah, totally. And, yeah. And that there's going to be times, you know, whether it's on your birthday every year or your parents anniversary or whatever kind of brings you back to, to thinking about him that like you're going to you're going to feel those feelings as if it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so that's just like part of the deal now, you know? Yeah. I think sometimes, I know this sounds sort of silly, but you know how I get weird when you like go on trips, like whether it's bachelor parties or your 
sports Olympics that you do with your friends Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or even like poker night outside in our backyard with all the guys. Like sometimes I think that the reason I don't like those nights stems from scars from that period when like I think that you're choosing to do something more fun because you're trying to like get away from the burden that is me. Right. You You think like I need to like I need a guy's night because like life is just so stressful with like upset Whitney. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's. um, That makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense for a different guy, I think. But Mm -hmm. that's not me. You know, I I think more than maybe the typical guy. And I was something I was going to bring up in reference to like watching the hills is like I actually like doing the the same activities that you like doing and i i even less so than maybe the the normal or average guy need like a guy's just i need a getaway you know like i just need to chug a beer like that's not really who i am i like to like i might like to go to the long island invitational you can use it by its proper yeah you can call it by its proper name next time um but that's just because i like to do that not because i need to get get away yeah what are the things that I need to do to get away? Like sometimes what I'll do is I'll just go into the closet and scream. <laughs> we or, don't even have a closet for you to I'll go just, into and I'll scream. bite the washcloth in the shower and she's like, I need a break. <laughs> do you ever do that? No. No, me neither. I when when Sunny was really little and like I would be in the car by myself, I would Shake the wheel as I, hard as you can and yeah, scream. Yeah, I would like hold the <laughs> steering wheel, like grasp it as hard as I could and go, ah. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but no, I haven't done anything where I'm like needed a break from you. Right. Yeah. Just like I drink a lot <laughs> of alcohol. You really don't. We don't. No. Is that a topic on your No. On your notes? Uh, actually, one of them is a question about it, but it's more fun. It's more like favorite cocktail, not like. Ugh, I wish the audience could see the little shoulder dance you did there. <laughs> Timmy hates when I dance with my shoulders. Just the shimmy. Okay, so let's talk about starting a family. Mm. Having Sunny. But rewinding having sex. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That will be another topic. Okay. But we don't have to get in today when we ease into this a little bit. Yeah, this is just your first time. Like, feel it out. Yeah, nobody needs to know about our intimate details yet, even though we wrote all about them in that article on Refinery29. Okay. Content. So we got pregnant. Um, We decided we were ready to start trying. I went off my birth control. I think I thought that it was going to take at least six months to a year to actually get pregnant. Don't know why I had that number in my head because obviously as soon as you go on birth control, you can get pregnant the second you have sex. Mm -hmm. So I think it was within two to three months after going off, I got pregnant. I was having to go get an MRI because I get really bad headaches and I was going to get an MRI just to make sure everything was okay. And the doctor reminded me that I could not be pregnant having to take the MRI. So just to be safe, I took a test on a Saturday morning because the the MRI was going to be on Monday. I left it on the bathroom counter, went to go get my Pilates clothes on because we were scheduled to go to a Pilates class an hour later, casually put my leggings and sports bra on and I hear from you who strolled into the bathroom and saw the test sitting on the sink. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You're pregnant. Um, And I freaked out. Yeah. I I had 
such a mix of emotions, which I know sounds so cliche, but I definitely wasn't as excited as I thought one should be. I felt like you were immediately excited. We called my mom and she was freaking out. She like went outside onto our balcony and I think screamed at the top of her lungs or something. Um, Yeah. I mean, none of us had to be pregnant or deliver a human, so... Yeah, I mean... We were excited. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't have to do all the heavy lifting. No. Yeah, it wasn't even at the time that I was so scared about, like, all the physical stuff. I mean, I think gaining weight was my biggest fear at that moment because I remember feeling pretty fit at that point. Mm. But, like, I didn't even really know all the gory stuff that was about to happen. It was more about just, I think, the lack of freedom that I wasn't necessarily ready for. This seems like a theme. You know, like when we got together, maybe you weren't ready because you wanted to hook up with more guys. I don't know what was happening. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, you couldn't let that opportunity pass you by and you maybe weren't ready to get pregnant. But Mm -hmm. like there was no turning back Mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think that you don't know what to expect, so it's normal to be fearful. Totally. Yeah. I also think like we were living in a four-story like loft type place in Venice, and it was not like conducive for a kid. And so we had a lot of work to get done to, yeah. to you know, bring Sunny into like a, a good place Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. We were just like physically not in a place to bring a human being into the world. So we we had had to to look for a house. Yeah, getting some money together to put a down payment on a house. Yeah, that was scary. And I had like closed my business just recently. And so everything was kind of up in the air for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. But scary times. But now we have Sonny. Yeah. And he's so cute. He's so cute. I know. I wish I knew what he was going to be like when I was pregnant with him so that I wouldn't have been so scared at the time. They should develop a test that does that. Cute or not. (laughs) At least that. You get the I don't need to know what he's going to look like, but is he going to be cute? Yeah. They're like, don't worry. He'll be cute. Will he be a good sleeper? Then, okay, I take that stress off my plate. Right. But now we're parents. Mm. I really want to save the parent talk for a whole other... Let's not even get into it. ...topic. I want to get into some fun questions for you. Because I feel like the audience now has a good idea of who we are as a couple, how we met. Charcoal t-shirt. Yeah, how hot he is. Um, I'm sweating and forgot to put deodorant on, so remember we should the, get out of here as soon as possible. <laughs> remember that time that Sports Illustrated swimsuit model called me a six? <laughs> I do. You were so offended. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to be like, she's a no, seven no, and a half. I was just about to rate her, but that would be very, very anti-feminist. And, and I am a feminist. Mm. Feminista. And that's feminist in Spanish. Yeah. All right, hit me with a question. Okay, so Timothy, <laughs> Timothy Nelson, Rosenman, give me your best Elmo impression. Jump up, jump down. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? Jump down. Jump up, jump down. <laughs> Wait. To the ABCs. Clap, clap. Okay, I'll do the obvious one where he goes, Elmo loves you. (laughs) Elmo is under your bed. Okay, that's like Southern Elmo. (laughs) Elmo is going to kill you. 
Okay. Have you ever stolen anything? Yes. What did you steal, you bad, bad boy? In fourth grade, I stole a Snickers bar from like a... like a bodega, and because I think all the kids were like, you got to steal something. So I stole it, and then a half hour later, I brought it back. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. I think it's okay to like dabble in being naughty and then have a good moral compass and right your wrong. Yeah, I've been stealing some other stuff lately too. Like what? Pens. That's not stealing. You know how restaurants have those cups of pens? That's like for the guests to take. They have them out there because they want you to use them, promote them. It's like free marketing. Yes, the the cups, but they don't always have cups. Yeah. Like if it comes with the check and you take it, is that stealing? I don't know. You guys tell us. Write in the comments. Yes, please. Dying to know. I asked the lady if I could have, at Jones, if I could have. And what'd she say? She said, yeah, thanks for asking, as if to say most people just fucking steal it. Damn, dog. Can we curse up in this? I don't know. Sing me your favorite song. What about Hi, Little Boy? Hi, Little Boy. I thought we'd call him Sonny. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's good. Okay. Okay, I'll let you off the hook. Most embarrassing thing you've ever bought. Ever bought? New chic. Um, no, those pants are not embarrassing to me. If you, any men out there or women listening for men friends, if you want some good like wide leg shorts, palazzo style capris for men, <laughs> uh, hit up newchic.com. I'm sure you've been marketed their ads on Instagram. They're great. They're great in the house pants. Yeah, you can also check out my feed on Instagram and see Timmy in a variety of linens and pastels. Wait, can I answer that question, though? Yes, please. Well, let's talk it out. What's the most embarrassing thing that I bought, like, clothing-wise? I mean, How about when you get drunk and buy people things on Amazon? Is that embarrassing? (laughs) Well, I'll just tell our audience. Sometimes when I get drunk at, like, a wedding or something and I make a new friend, I'd like to buy them. I get their address, and then I send them... Either Thorlo Socks, which is a brand of socks that I highly recommend, they should be a sponsor, or um, Gummy Vitamins. And and then when they get home in two weeks or in like three days, they have a package from me and it's like, what a great guy, send me Gummy Vitamins. (laughs) All right, if you could live anywhere besides here, where Mm -hmm. would you want to live? I know you've been doing a lot of redfin searching lately. Yeah, we do a lot of redfinning. I want to live on a lake somewhere next to a town with good restaurants. Yeah, that sounds really lovely. Yeah. I don't know where that is, but um, those are two nice, like two top criteria. Okay. Okay? Yeah, we'll Uh, get there. Okay. Maybe someone knows where that is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your most irrational fear? Um, I'm not afraid of anything. (laughs) You're really not, actually. I'm not, like, afraid of spiders or, like... Break-ins? Or break-ins. I mean, like, I'm afraid of stuff that's scary, like, the real stuff right, that's but scary. But I, I don't I don't have any, like, phobias. I, I'm, I'm afraid of being homeless, and that's probably not going to happen. Oh, that's sad. You'll never be homeless. Thanks, babe. Can I stay with you? Uh, uh. <laughs> Next one is, what was your dream job when you were a kid? My dream job when I was a kid, like from first through third grade, I wanted to be a professional basketball player, but my (laughs) skills, uh, I just never grew. Yeah, you were always the shortest one in the class. Let's remember that. Right. So that dream kind of ended after third grade, I remember. 
And then um, after <laughs> third. You're like, I, I may never grow well, because you weren't growing at all. And you're like, this isn't going to work for me. Yeah. But I just, for the record, I was really, really good from first through third grade. Well, you're a good athlete. I'm a great athlete. But basketball was maybe not the most appropriate choice. But I was a great basketball player. You don't understand. And no one will ever fully understand. Okay. Um, so yeah, ba- professional basketball player. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe Sonny will live out your dreams for you. Well, I'm going to pressure him too. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to get him to catch things first. Mm, I know. We should talk about that. (laughs) Okay. Your first celebrity crush. Oh, my first celebrity crush was... Pamela Anderson? She was definitely a celebrity crush, but that was... I was well... Later in your life. Yeah, I think... God. You could probably meet her soon. I think my first celebrity crush was... The girl who played opposite whoever, you know, Dr. McDreamy is in the movie Can't Buy Me Love. Whoever that blonde girl, I can't, I don't remember her name. I wouldn't That blonde know. actress. Okay, I, I want to see her. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like that probably formed like your taste in women for the rest of your life. Yeah, she looks exactly like you. Cool. Even with my clear and brilliant laser remnants on my face. Yeah. If you guys haven't, I mean, I just got this laser treatment done the other day called the clear and brilliant. My face looks dirty, like a Doesn't dirty anymore. sunburn, and it feels like sandpaper. So I'm really happy that we're in this brightly lit room for my husband to stare at me for an hour. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite cocktail? I know the answer to that. Go for it. <laughs> Tequila on the rocks. Casa Azul? No. Casa. Oh, no. What is she like now? Someone showing us the picture of his first crush. <gasps> oh, she's cute, but she has a mugshot or two. <laughs> well, What's her name? She's been... Amanda Peterson. Sorry, Get your Amanda. Life. Yeah, well, look. She's, yeah, she's, she's beautiful. There. Yeah. Um, your favorite cocktail is tequila on the rocks with a splash of lime. But what's that kind of tequila that you like? I like Jose Cuervo Reserve. Okay, noted. Yeah, send gifts. Okay, this question might make you feel a little uncomfortable. We only have three left. So okay. What about yourself makes you the most proud? Um, I feel good being a good dad. I like that. You're the best dad. Well, it's not a competition, but if it were, I'd win. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, you would. That makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My charcoal t-shirt. Yeah, you have a good t-shirt collection now. Mm-hmm. All right. What is your biggest insecurity? Hmm. My biggest insecurity. Do you even have any? Yeah, of course I do. Maybe my red face. Oh, physical thing. Well, oh, no. Should, what, should it be something? <laughs> I'm like, there's so many other ones. <laughs> no, I think that one is the one that's probably the most prominent in your life. Timmy has really sensitive skin. Mm. And especially after doing hot yoga, which we do a lot, he gets like kind of red around the nose and cheeks and forehead and he doesn't really want to go out in public. But it's looking good right now. You just look a little flushed. Great. Yeah. Okay. I feel myself getting redder right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, last question. What's your ideal Sunday? Ideal Sunday would be to, you know, sleep until I am naturally, until I naturally wake up. Mm-hmm. Yes, not having a baby or an alarm clock waking you up. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Ideal. Ideally, this is, I wake up early in the morning, but feeling totally refreshed. And then I would like to go play around a golf. And then um, it would be great if then I met my family for lunch and like we hung out. And then 
went home and maybe went swimming. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. I like to swim and then we call them swimming. That's right. And so you swim in the afternoon and kind of like hang out all day. And then I would love to sit in one of those chairs or even outside and read until I fall asleep and then wake up and um, have a barbecue. That sounds isn't that nice? Really ideal. Can we make that happen? Yeah, maybe this Sunday. Okay, we can try. Okay. All right. Well, this was an absolute pleasure. Is that it? Yeah, that's all I have for you. How, how do you feel? I feel good. I actually feel a lot better than I thought I was going to feel. I think you did a great job. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And you guys will be hearing a lot more from Timmy Mm. when I can't find anybody else to come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. JK, I love you. Okay. All right. Peace in the streets. Peace in the streets.